Welcome to Federal Sense with your friendly HR guy. Hello. This is your friendly HR guy again. Um, I don't really want to do this episode because it's super, super tricky and there's so many nuances, but I've been getting a lot of emails. Um, I'm going to say a majority of my emails have to do with harassment. Uh, managers are being accused of harassment, um, either in email or, you know, in, in the in the office for your agency, still in the office. Um, I, I tend to want to stay away from this because there's so many components and there's so many things and harassment does exist. So I don't want to jump in and say, oh, you're not being, you know, you're not harassing your employees. You might be. Um, it, it happens. I'm always shocked. Uh, somebody will tell me something they said to their employee and I'm like, why would you say that? Uh, so it's um, a majority of my job is telling managers uh, don't say that, or why did you say that, or, you know, how to save face and back away from what you just said. You know, you you know, you came up with a rule that is illegal, um, that they can take sick leave, uh, you know, and, and <clears throat> they don't have to prove they're sick. And, you know, it, it managers get, I think, frustrated. And if you're one of those managers that has gotten frustrated and said something they shouldn't have, uh, good news, that doesn't necessarily mean there's harassment. Um, the definition of harassment, in the workplace anyway, is severe and or pervasive conduct motivated by a legally protected characteristic or activity. Severe and or pervasive. So if you call them uh, um, you know, a racial slur, then that one instant could be seen as you know i've seen sixty thousand dollar payouts for one email because it had some pretty uh severe things in it you know threatened you know jail time and all kinds of nonsense um so it's um you know uh so the definition of harassment is it's got to be either severe and or pervasive so Pervasive, which means pretty much that it doesn't look like it's going to end. You know what I mean? Like you've got an employee who is being mistreated, not in a severe way, but it's kind of like nonstop. They're being singled out. And, and, and so that the first component is it's either got to be severe or it's got to be pervasive, meaning, you know, long time. It's been happening for months and I don't see an end to it, you know. I'll give you an example. I had a supervisor, uh, an employee of, you know, the, the employee had a jacket. He was law enforcement uh, in a previous job. And he walks into the office and the supervisor, and it's a heavy set employee, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, and, you know, uh, the supervisor just stupidly, maybe misunderstanding their relationship, yells out, hey, Paul Blart, and the employee did not take it well. Uh, set dude, law enforcement jacket, he was probably proud of that jacket, and the supervisor called him Paul Blart. He immediately files an EEO complaint saying he's being harassed, and he gives that one example. 
it, it doesn't go anywhere because it was a one-time thing. The employee, the supervisor apologized. It was just kind of like, I'm joking with you. I thought we were at that level. Obviously, we're not. Um, so that's not harassment, a one-time thing, unless it's severe. So the first component is severe and pervasive. The second component is it has to be linked to a protected characteristic or activity. So if Paul Blart was a protected class, and I don't think overweight is a protected class, not yet. I, I don't know. Um, I don't think Paul Blart is famous for being African-American or, or gay or trans or, you know, Muslim. So I don't think that had that second component of being linked to a protected class, right? So severe and pervasive, and it's got to be linked to a protected characteristic, which is a, a class, you know, uh, those protected classes, LGBT, uh, race, nationality, religion. Um, there, it's a whole list. You can get that on online or an activity. So if Paul Blart was famous for filing EEO complaints, then, and this employee had filed an EEO complaint, you know, it, 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 if they called her, um, uh, you know, some kind of famous person's name who filed complaints, that could be linked to that activity they had that was protected. So harassment has that legal definition and those elements, right? Severe and pervasive and, and motivated by a protected characteristic or activity. So I think this is where managers get kind of confused, frustrated. They don't know what they're going to do. And this is why let, let's talk about it because from what I've noticed in my experience of seeing things like this, it's the cover-up, not the crime, that's the problem. It's supervisors make mistakes, slip of the tongue. They, they think they're being funny or they're trying to like say something and it gets misunderstood, right? And then you see supervisors do stupider things to try to kind of make up for it. Say things like, oh, I'm sorry, I love black people. Or, oh, I'm sorry, my, my brother's gay. Or, oh, I'm so sorry, don't file a complaint against me. When you put those words out there, you're telling a judge what's in your mind at the time. And that gets you that second element of harassment. You know what I mean? I've, I've had managers... <laughs> I've had managers say, you know, uh, they, they, they tell an employee, oh, well, uh, I'll follow up with an email. I know how you like to complain. And you think, oh, okay, I, that is that harassment. Well, then the employee goes, what do you mean you're going to, I like to complain? Well, you always file EEO complaints, so I'll follow up with what I just told you with an email. See, right there, judges love this because you are now talking about protected activity right and then when it comes out that you don't send those follow-up emails to other people and you spoke those words that your motivation is linked to protected activity you're building the case for the employee if if you want to send a follow-up email just send the follow-up email what you know and and then it's up to the employee to prove why you're doing it and there might be a legitimate reason why you know hr you don't understand if I don't send the, the email, the employee won't do it. Fine. We can treat employees differently based on their performance and 
them not, you know, it, a lot of people are misunder, uh, you know, they, they have a misunderstanding of how it works. If someone doesn't do their job very well, unless you send it in, to them in writing, you can just send it to them in writing. But once you start saying, I'm doing this because you like to file EEO complaints, that's the problem is right there. You're saying it. So here's the trick. Don't talk about an employee's prior EEO activity. Don't talk about a prior uh, an employee's uh, prior administrative grievance. Don't talk about an employee employee's race or gender or sexual identity or religion or it, the whole list. Just don't talk about it because once you start talking about it and saying how your brother's gay and and your your wife is black or some nonsense where you, it almost seems like you're trying to prove something. Judges see that as, okay, now I know what's on this supervisor's mind, and that gets you that second element of harassment, that it's motivated by a protected characteristic or activity. So here's my tip to you managers. You're a brand new manager or you've been doing it a long time. An employee makes an allegation of harassment. Every, every agency has those SOPs and those processes. The process might be to send it to an anti-harassment team. The process might be to forward it to um, uh, some kind of internal thing. It, it could be just to report it to your boss and let them you know, do an independent investigation. Whatever that process is, here's the trick. You're dealing with your employee. Their performance is suffering. You're addressing it. You're sending emails. You're doing one-on-one -on -one trainings. You're doing the stuff that I've talked about in other other episodes, and they 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 hit you with the "I feel I'm being harassed." Just say, "I'm sorry you feel that way." I've reported your your allegation to my my supervisor for review, or I forward it to the uh, harassment team, or I've I've you know acknowledged that they accused you. You know, acknowledge it. Don't don't ignore it because then they're going to argue that they they claim something and and you did nothing about it. So, you know, you don't have to say I, I I'm sorry you feel that way, but but acknowledge that they've made the complaint and follow your internal process and then never bring it up again. Never bring it up again. You're good. Keep doing your job. If you're doing your job correctly, maybe call HR. Maybe talk to whoever is over your employee relations stuff and and kind of run it by them. Like, hey, here's what I'm doing. Are, am I good with this? Because he's making accusations. And accusations are not uncommon. If you're a manager and you've never been accused of harassment, I'm going to say you're probably not doing your job. I, I've never seen somebody um, not not who's doing their job and holding their employees accountable. I've never seen anybody not get some kind of accusation of, of mistreating an employee because that's what employees do. What, what's the motivation of the employee for, for making an accusation? Well, there's two, two, two ideas that I, I hold is with baseless complaints anyway. Um, it get, you know, it's a way of getting your supervisor to back off. Some new managers get scared when an employee makes an accusation of, of harassment and they stop doing what they're doing. They, they ease off. They give you more time for that project, even though everybody else is done. They, uh, you know, they, they don't give you a, a, a counseling for your conduct. And it, it works a lot. It works a whole lot. I've got, I've got employees that every email 
they send their boss has some kind of accusation of harassment, discrimination, retaliation. I mean, they've got to have these words somewhere in a word document. They're copying and pasting. Uh, it, it's I'm always dumbfounded. I'm like, wow, they they are. You know, here's my thing. You you have these rights to file complaints. File your complaints and then do your job. But they insist on like creating more and more evidence because they think it'll help their case. And it does because new managers freak out and say the wrong things. They get nervous. They start trying to like fight the case before it's even started. For you new managers or, or seasoned managers who've never experienced this, ignore it. Follow your process. Forward it to the proper people, your supervisor, uh, some kind of anti-harassment team, whatever the, the investigatory body is, and then put it out of your mind. Because if you start treating them differently, motivated by that activity, you are then becoming guilty of harassment. So that is the best advice I can give you is let just ignore it. And if they keep bringing it up, go, as I've said before— I forwarded your your complaint to XYZ for review. Now can we now I, I'm gonna have to insist that we return to the work at hand. And and then and then there's there's ways of addressing conduct if the work isn't getting done. Failure to carry out assigned duties is the best charge. Because the employee's gonna say, Oh, you're you reprimanding me or you're suspending me or you're doing this conduct because of my protected activity. You can say, No, this was assigned on this day. It should have taken you two days. I gave you three, you didn't do it. Here's your reprimand. Now, is he gonna say this is reprisal? Maybe, but if as long as it's related to the work and you can kind of show that math problem of I gave you enough time, you know how to do it, you've been doing it for years, and you didn't do it. You're good. The way reprisal works is a judge looks at the evidence of the case and decides, well, the agency have done this minus the protected activity. As long as it's not zero to 60, as long as it's not a proposed removal the first time you miss a, a deadline, and it's reasonable and it's slow and progressive, it doesn't matter that the protected activity, because that's the second reason I see a lot of baseless complaints is because they think that gives them this coin of retaliation on anything that happens that I don't like. I didn't get this job. Retaliation. Uh, um, I I got a 3.2 on my performance rating instead of the 4 I got last year. Retaliation. And, and in essence, they do get a second bite of that apple, right? So they've made their complaint. It's completely basis. They, they don't win anything, which... You know, an employee never loses an EEO complaint. There's there's no downside. It doesn't cost them a dime. You can get a lawyer, but you don't have to, right? In fact, they, they're a lot uh, softer with you if you don't have a lawyer. They, they give you extra time, and they, they explain things to you. doesn't cost you a thing. You get a, free, a bite of the apple, and you, you, you don't win anything. You didn't lose. And then anything that happens after that, you get a second bite of the apple and you say, oh, well, that happened because of my activity, right? And then you get a, another uh, 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 ability to, to do it. And then the next thing that happens you don't like, you get another bite of the apple. And you, I've seen employees, they've got 15 EEO complaints active right now. You as the manager have to put that outside of your reality and ignore it. Do not bring it up. If they, if they bring it up, say, look, this is, this is not 
Um, this is not the time to talk about that. We're talking about work. Please, let's get back to the work. And if they become disruptive, that's conduct, right? And if they put it in emails, ignore it. Or you can put a little thing. Uh, as I've stated before, I afford your complaint to you know the proper people, right? You know, whoever that is with your agency. Ignore it. They are trying to get you to say and do something to help their case. They, if they, especially if they bought, you know, if they've hired a lawyer, the lawyers tell them this. They say, okay, every time he assigns you work, uh, you know, uh, um, and I can only guess this because it's 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 so common that I'm like somebody's telling him this. Maybe the union is. I don't know, but they're being instructed to point out any discrepancy. You know, this person's buying submarines. This other person's buying peanut butter as a contract specialist. Oh, why does the submarine guy get five days to do it? And I only got one. And it's like, you know why. There's different times for, you know, perishable items than, than you know, non-perishable items. You, you know why there's different timelines. But they're, they're hoping you're going to slip up and bring up their EEO activity or bring up their race or religion or sexual orientation. They're hoping it. The best thing to do is it completely ignore their activity, completely ignore these protected classes, because if you bring it up, if you somehow show a judge that that's in your mind when you're making the decisions, that satisfies, and it's a very low bar, that satisfies that second element of harassment, that it is motivated by legally protected characteristics or activities, right? And so... The hardest thing is managers. And this is why when we hire managers, we really need to have a component of how, how do you handle stressful situations? You know what I mean? I, I think the mistake agencies make, and you might be a supervisor that hires supervisors. If you're a second line, you're hiring supervisors. How do they handle stress? Give me a time in a stressful situation. How did you handle it? What were the results? What did you find the most frustrating? What... You know what I I'm I'm gonna do a whole thing on interviewing. I don't think I've done one yet. I keep having to, I keep forgetting what I've already put on here. Um, how do they handle stressful situations? Every manager is gonna hand is gonna have this problem where an employee thinks they're being mistreated, and a lot of that is because they don't actually see everything. You know, I have five, you know, reviews I have to do. Well, I know Matt, Matt or Johnny or, or, or Terry, she she gets only three, but her reviews are about submarines or or different things. So, yeah, you're only getting two instead of five, and, and they don't see everything. So a lot of employees, because they don't have visibility over the whole thing, believe they're being mistreated. So I'm not trying to say employees are lying. I'm just saying... This, the, the perspective they have, it appears they're being mistreated. It appears they're not getting something someone else is. My favorite thing is employees lie to each other all the time. Oh, I got a five. I got all fives on my PMAT. No, they didn't. Or, oh, I got a QSI. No, you didn't. But, you know, employees will lie to kind of be braggadocious about how great they are in their performance. And then an employee's like, I do more than that guy does. And I didn't get I'm being mistreated. So... I actually believe employees believe what they're saying because of the perspective. They they don't have that, I don't know what I don't know, give the benefit of the doubt to the situation. And some and, and here's the thing, some people are being mistreated and you know, 
I I say good luck on your 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 rights to a you know file whatever you you, you have the right to file. I hold no begrudging to employees, but as supervisors, the mistake you make is when you bring it up or you talk about it or you know if they bring it up, shut it down. Say, as I've stated, this has already been sent to the proper authorities. We need to return to work. You need to stop bringing this up over and over again. Every situation is a little different. Um, I'm not trying to solve everyone's problems um, in this one little, uh, you know, quick um, area. Um, my my point is that don't make things worse. Don't feed into a baseless complaint. You as a new manager need to understand that part of your job is dealing with difficult employees. And harassment allegations is one of their their biggest weapons and they will use it. And if you think they won't, I think you'll you'll find that once you do this for a couple of years and you start holding people accountable, this is where they're all going to go. And that's fine. Don't feed into it. Keep doing what you're doing, addressing the work. And, and that, that is how you survive these kind of things. And uh, I think that's my biggest message to new managers is you're not alone. This happens to everybody. And just ignore it. If you go back to my, um, the episode I uh, call Management Style, the Confident Indifference, that, that's perfect for this kind of situation is be confident in your job and indifferent to these allegations. Follow whatever procedure you have and just keep it moving. That's the trick. Don't let it hurt your feelings because this is kind of part of the job is you're going to have people that don't like what you do. They're mad that you're holding them accountable. They're, they're mad they didn't get the score they thought they should get. And, and this is where you're going to probably end up if you're a good manager is dealing with – it's kind of like with police. You know, yeah, they give tickets and that sounds like fun. But the other half of their job is they're in court defending those tickets. And that's kind of what you do as a manager is you hold them accountable, you do your job, and then the other side of that is you're in EEO depositions, you're asking, answering questions, you're, you're supplying evidence, and that's not the fun part of being a manager, but that's what's part of it. And, uh, but follow my, my guidance here. Confident and different. Be indifferent to an employee who makes an allegation. Follow the process and then forget about it. That's the trick. Forget about it. Don't bring it up. Don't let it get into your mind because you, it might start affecting the way you're doing business and then you end up becoming the the very thing that, that is being accused of you and that's that you're treating them differently. So I hope this, this helps. Um, uh, I had to stop at, at, towards the end, so you'll see a little hiccup. Ignore that; uh, something came up, um, and I only do I only do these one take. I don't re-record. I do one take, and then I upload it. I never I don't even re-listen to it. So that's a lot of problems. Is I half the time I don't uh, remember what I've already said here. Um, so if I'm repeating myself, you're just gonna have to deal with it. Um, hope this helped. Um, I'm not saying stop sending me emails about harassment. I mean, feel free. Um, but it's here's the problem is. Do I believe you're giving me all the information? Not really. I kind of, you know, hearing one side of a story, I can't really help other than ignore it. Don't don't let it impact the way you do your job. But um, I kind of feel like I've addressed my guidance 
the general guidance of employees being you know, supervisors being um, uh, accused of harassment. So if I haven't answered a specific question, feel free to send it to me. But just sending me, don't send me an ROI. I've, I've had people send me ROIs and <laughs> I'm like, I can't help. I, I just, I can't help you. I'm not going to read this and say you, you did the right thing. Um, it, you know, and, and I see a lot of mistakes and, and I'm not going to judge you for mistakes. You're, you're in the, the, the thick of it. It's frustrating. I get it. Um, but, uh, you know, if it's already happened, all you can do is just keep it moving. But in the future, employees bring up accusations, just follow that process and then forget about it. That's the trick. And everything you do, just have your reason for what you're doing it. You know what I mean? If their performance is poor, let's document it. And then you can treat them differently. You can have extra training. You can, you know, submit things to them in email to help them and, and whatever helps them. So, um, again, I hope this helps. Keep sending the emails. I love reading them. And, and I reply if I have something interesting to say or if I think I, I can help you at any. Um, I've had a couple of requests for uh, consults. Um, people wanting to pay me. Um, I do accept donations for the, the podcast and just the equipment. And it, it there's a monthly fee to keep it up. So it's not a lot. So I'm, I don't really care. But I'm probably not going to do a consult unless I really feel like I could help you. I don't, I'm not here. This isn't a cash grab. I don't, I don't make any money from this. But um, it, if if you if you have something where you you think talking in real time would help, uh, a donation. If you go to the website federalsense.com, you you can see my uh, how to donate. Um, you know I'll do that, but I'm only gonna do it if I see like okay, an in person talk would actually do something here because I need more information. But um, I've done you know a lot of email back and forth, and people have appreciated it, and you know. That's great, but um, and every email gives me, you know, a good idea for the next episode. So please say, keep sending the emails. I don't mind. I've probably got about ten I haven't read yet. So if you're pissed off I didn't respond, it's because I got kind of a lot, and I'm doing this on my own time. So it's uh, yeah. Some of you guys are emailing like six page emails, and um, please don't brevity, please. <laughs> so all right, appreciate it. Everybody have a good day. I hope this helped. Bye. Have a question for the HR guy? Send it to federalsense at gmail.com.